Welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast, a show designed to change the way we talk and think about education. By sharing stories of successes and triumphs, we aim to challenge the dominant narrative that often negatively portrays our disenfranchised populations. I'm your host, Charles Williams, an educator for 15 years, a current school principal in Chicago, and an educational consultant. Let's get started. Hey, have you heard the news? Inside the principal's office has released a book, a best-selling new release on Amazon. This book is perfect for any current or aspiring educational leader. Broken down into 40 weeks, this book is filled with reflections and practical advice from three educational administrators and provides space for reflection to facilitate growth. Join other leaders from around the world who have already ordered their copies to join in on upcoming book studies and workshops. Order your copy on Amazon today. This episode is a pause to ponder segment. These bi-weekly sessions will allow me to share with you my personal thoughts and reflections on a wide spectrum of topics as they relate to education. It is my hope that you will be able to take something from these segments and apply it in a meaningful way as you continue to do amazing work. Remember, while we all have different roles, we all have a single job, educating our students. I've mentioned that the last few Pause to Ponder episodes have been completely unscripted. Just me and my thoughts talking into a microphone, hoping for some sort of coherence. This episode, well, it's a little different. Yeah, I'm still sharing my thoughts, but for this one, I wanted to put some words down on paper. You see, when I'm just speaking my own thoughts, my own truths, there's really no need to do any research. I'm just sharing my own opinions. And I could have, I suppose, taken a similar approach with this episode. And, well, I, I, in fact, I considered doing just that. So who knows? Maybe I'll stick to a script that I've created myself. Maybe I'll find myself on a tangent, completely free from the uh, restraints of these pre-crafted words, or, (laughs) and more than likely, it'll be some sort of blend. So this episode, this episode is airing on the eve of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Now, while most of the nation will be celebrating his birthday on Monday, his actual birthday is tomorrow, the 15th of January. Did you know that? I think it's great that we take a moment to celebrate this great leader and all that is associated with him, but it's in that reality that there lies an uncomfortable truth. As impactful as he was, King was just one man. It's easy to synonymize his name with the civil rights movement, but the truth is he was a player. In fact, there are individuals such as Uh, Edgar Daniel Nixon and Reverend Vernon Johns, who were doing this work well before King ever joined the movement. You should also remember that the civil rights movement, the the civil rights movement, well, it wasn't a moment in history. 
but instead it should actually refer to decades of effort, centuries, as African Americans, and along with others, fought for their rights in a country that consistently opposed and thus oppressed them. Consider Cornelius Bynum, who founded the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters, the most successful African-American labor union. In fact, it was he who organized a march just as America was preparing to enter into World War II, which ultimately forced Roosevelt to sign an executive order that outlawed discrimination in the war industry. Or consider Charles Hamilton, an African-American lawyer from Harvard who would become the mentor of well, that infamous Supreme Court Justice, Thurgood Marshall. Hamilton can be created for developing many of the strategies implemented by the NAACP and even became the dean of Howard University's law school, where he helped to develop future civil rights attorneys. And let's not forget Jackie Orms, the first African-American woman to have her cartoons run nationally in black newspapers. Through her two characters, Patty Joe and Ginger, Orms commented on some of the most important civil rights issues. In fact, some of her later work even made her a target for FBI surveillance. I I say all of this to bring us back to that uncomfortable truth. That despite a long list of accomplished and influential African Americans, both famous and forgotten, We've only elevated one to the status of receiving a national holiday. Just one. And even that, well, that was a hard-earned victory. It's strange because most depictions of King and the surrounding conversations would have many of us believing that he was a beloved individual. A welcome respite, if you will, from that other, quote, angry and militant activist Malcolm X. I'm here to tell you that narrative is false. It's interesting how we tend to forget the past. How we today like to look at current activists and protesters and implore them to embody the ideologies of great men like King. If only you took a different approach, you would be received. You would be heard. You would be respected. You would actually make a difference. Huh. Memories have a way of pastoralizing the past, of romanticizing recollections. Please allow me to share with you some some sobering reminders. In a Gallup survey conducted in May of 1961, only 22% of Americans approved of the Freedom Riders and their bus boycott. That that same survey revealed that 57% of Americans believed that the sit-ins at lunch counters, freedom buses, and other demonstrations by Negroes were hurting the Negroes' chances of being integrated in the South. I know what you're thinking. Uh, Charles, a national poll could have easily been invalidated, skewed, if you will, by a large population of Southerners responding and thus not accurately reflecting the attitudes of the country as a whole. Right? That's fair. Then I want you to consider a New York Times poll that was conducted in 1964 that found a majority of New Yorkers, 57% to be exact, believed that the civil rights movement had gone too far, 
stating that Negroes were receiving everything on a silver platter and even citing reverse discrimination against whites. Sounds familiar? 54% felt that movement was progressing way too fast and nearly half said the demonstrations such as picketing actually hurt the Negro cause. <laughs> and the one that got me is that 80% opposed school pairings to promote school desegregation in New York City public schools. This was not attitudes and beliefs that were isolated to specific regions of the country, but instead held throughout the truth is that a majority of the country opposed the actions encouraged by Dr. King. They did not support his efforts. They did not believe in his ideologies. They did not support him. In fact, a poll conducted in 1966, 72% of Americans had an unfavorable opinion of him. Now, I say all of this, because here we are 53 years after King's assassination and we have somehow bought into a narrative that in itself is hypocritical. If King was so embraced by the majority of America, what then would he have been rallying against? Would these same people not ensure that he and his followers would receive, without needing to ask, the most basic of human rights? The same rights enjoyed and expected by so many others? Again, I say this because we often find ourselves repeating the similar sentiments that were so cleverly expressed, or clearly, I'm clearly expressed half a century ago, just as they were when abolitionists were fighting for freedom. Not yet. This isn't helping. What more do you want? <laughs> what do I want? I want us to remember. No, I need us to remember. I need for us to remember that King, as beloved as he is today, by some, was just as hated and despised as his more aggressive counterpart. I need for us to remember that our efforts today, even if they mirror those of the past, will not be accepted by everyone and never will be. I need for us to remember that we are continuing the work done by our forefathers and foremothers so that one day our descendants will one day live out the dream. We must remember. I want to thank you for listening to the Counter Narrative Podcast. If you like what you are hearing, please be sure to like and subscribe. The show can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and several of your other favorite platforms. This podcast is also featured on SchoolRubric.com, where you can find educational articles, videos, and interviews with educators from around the globe. Be sure to connect with the host and other listeners by following the show on Twitter at The CN Podcast and joining the show's Facebook group. Take care. <laughs>